You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Awesome. Well, Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to gather today and hear from you. Father, we thank you that you are a good, good father. You are an awesome Abba, and we are on your minds. Thank you that you are mindful of us and you are perfecting that which concerns us. And we are so grateful to live in union with you, Father. We're so grateful to live as one with you through Jesus Christ. We're so grateful for the Holy Spirit. We are so grateful for this time of year where we get to celebrate the incarnation of God come as man in the person of Jesus Christ. And Father, we are just um, excited to hear from you today. I thank you, Father, that um, the Holy Spirit uh, who is inside of me is the encourager. He leads and guides us into all truth and he shows us the future. That's amazing, Holy Spirit, that you take what belongs to Jesus and you reveal it to us. You take the things that I have not seen and ear has not heard, nor has it entered into our hearts the things that the Father has prepared for us, but you reveal them to us. You are so amazing. You're an amazing teacher, Holy Spirit. You're an amazing helper. Thank you for being the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of our sonship, in the knowledge of our identity, in the knowledge of what belongs to us in Christ and causing us to have enlightened eyes so that we can know the hope of our calling. And so, Lord, I just yield. I yield today to the Holy Spirit. I yield to your gifts, Holy Spirit. I thank you that you can think through my mind and you can give me uh, inspired imaginations and images and uh, movies, really, in my mind, Father, to uh, connect us with what the Lord is saying, with what you are saying over this coming year. And Father, I know that uh, this new year is on our American calendar. This is pr- maybe not even the calendar you use, but it's it's significant to us, Lord. We always, we use this time of year to reflect and to plan and to prepare for kind of a fresh start, I feel like, is what we always associate with the new year. And I thank you that every day is a fresh start in the kingdom and that <clears throat> everything that you're going to do has already been done. And so we just want to enter into the finished works of Jesus. We want to enter into experiencing all that belongs to us in Christ. And we know that that's your that's the cry of your heart, Father. So just encourage us today, edify us today, uh, spur us on to what's next in the coming year and help us prepare for it, Lord. Help us get our minds in agreement with you so that we step into this new year ready to fire, ready to aim, and ready to hit the target. And so we just thank you in advance for what you're going to be sharing today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you guys, I thought it was kind of interesting the way God had me prepare for this today um, by not preparing. I thought that was really, um, uh, you know, if you're the one here doing the live, well, it's not always a, a fun thing to step into something not knowing what you're doing or what you're going to say. But I will tell you that I felt like the reason God wanted me to show up that way to here today is because he wanted me to this that this actual way of coming to you guys is a part of what he's speaking, uh, that a part of what he is speaking over our lives is that he is requiring us to come into a greater level of dependency upon him and also to really 
get comfortable being out of control. Uh, I know if you're like me, um, being out of control can feel super uncomfortable. In fact, I feel like sometimes I'm a recovering control freak, um, but I know I'm not the only one. Um, and so the first thing I want to share about what he is doing uh, in our lives right now and what he is requiring us as we step into this new year is that he is requiring us to depend upon him in a greater and greater measure and to let go of our need to <clears throat> know everything and our need to have it all figured out before we're willing to take a step of faith. And so I felt like the first thing that was a part of this uh, broadcast today was that I was supposed to show up that way. I was supposed to show up completely dependent without a, really a clue about where God was going to take us and what God was going to speak to us, uh, because that is what faith looks like. Faith looks like um, trust. It looks like moving when you don't see. Uh, maybe even the next step or maybe even the next word or maybe the very next thing that you're going uh, to be asked to do. And this year, I, I really feel like what the Lord it wants us to say is that he wants to take us places that we can't get to any other way, that there is a work that he's doing in us that requires a greater level of dependency, a greater level of trust, and a greater level of comfortableness with not knowing where we're headed or what exactly is next beyond the very next thing that he's asking us to do. And so I, I feel like he wants me to unpack that a little bit and why uh, it, it's um, he's requiring that of us. I mean, number one, it's just the way we live in the kingdom that we live in union with God and we are we are called to be in a place where we are doing what the Father is doing and we are saying what the Father is saying. We are called to live in the same level of dependency that Jesus lived in with the Father. And Jesus said, of my own self, I can do nothing. And so there is this emptying out of our need to know, our need to understand and this emptying out of control as a way to stay safe in our lives. And, you know, there's that scripture in Proverbs that says, don't lean on your own understanding, but just acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your paths. And so what I'm what I'm what I'm getting is, again, I'm going to say it this way, that he is leading us places that we cannot get to any other way except complete dependency upon him step by step by step by step. And what he's really unpacking for me is that with every step that we take in obedience to him, that there is a transformation that is going to happen in that step. That in fact, the reason why he can't just tell us, you know, exactly how we're going to get there step by step by step by step is because we can't even receive uh, some of the instructions that he's going to be giving us a little bit further down the road until there's a transformation in our understanding and in our lens and in our ability to receive that instruction. You know, Jesus told, told his disciples, I think it was in John 16, he said, you know, I have many things to tell you, but you cannot yet bear it. 
And the way that the Lord's kind of unpacking that for me is it's kind of like uh, just working with our own children or working, you know, with, you know, teaching kids things. You know, you can't teach them calculus when they're still learning multiplication. And so if you're going to talk calculus to them, well, then they have to have a foundation of multiplication to be able to even be able to have that conversation. And so with every step of obedience, what I'm hearing the Lord say is that there's going to be a, 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 tr- a massive, he's saying a massive upgrade in your perception, a massive upgrade in your lenses to um, perceive things the way that he does. And there's going to be an upgrade in your understanding of spiritual things. You're going to be able to discern at a different level and learn at a different level And so it's this transformational journey that he's taking you on that is going to be revealed to you step by step by step by step. But he is taking us somewhere. He's taking us places that you cannot get any other way. And what I do want to encourage you with is, though, that many of you, including myself, kind of already know where he's taking you. You have had prophetic words. He's shared with you. It's kind of like Abraham when he told Abraham, you know, you are the father of a nation. And so many of you have these words over your life that you have a call to great wealth or you have a call to ministry or you have a call to entrepreneurship or you have this dream to write a screenplay or you have you're an author or whatever that whatever that destiny is, that ultimate destiny that God has given you insight to. Um, So it's not that he's like trying to hide your destiny from you. It's just the path that you are going to take to get there is not going to be laid out for you. And while while this seems so obvious, right? I mean, I know we, this is not the first time that we've heard things like this, right? Like, you know, God's not going to give you the whole plan. He's just going to give you the next step. I mean, that's not a new concept, but it is one that, Unfortunately, a lot of us, even though we, you know, mentally understand that, it's not something that we practically live by because we have this tendency to be afraid of things that we don't understand. We have a tendency to be afraid of the unknown. And so what happens is, is we hold back from doing the thing that God is asking us to do because we can't see how to how that particular thing leads us to you know our ultimate goal or the ultimate destiny in our lives and the reason that we can't see it is because we are still looking at through things through the lens of multiplication instead of calculus and we can't um we also can't control our own transformational process it meaning that we don't know what we don't know I mean, the Lord knows every single thing about us. He knows why we think what we think. He knows why we do what we do. He knows why we say what we say. He sees everything that every belief system and every um, stronghold, if you will, or or neural net. If you want to talk uh, neuro, uh, uh, what I want to say, if you want to talk around neuroscience, right? He understands why we are the way we are today. And he knows what is limiting us from really releasing our full potential and manifesting the fullness of of who we are in Christ and who we've been recreated in Christ to be and the things that we've been called to do. He knows why 
what needs to be moved out of the way? What needs to be transformed? What needs to change in our hearts and in our minds? What, what, what mindsets need to be shifted? He knows how to renew our minds so that we get into agreement and think with the mind of Christ, you know, not just as a mental ascent or not just as a way of, of, of agreeing kind of consciously, but he knows how to change us at frankly, not just a subconscious level, but at a at a cellular level, you guys. He knows how to shift our our frequency. He knows how to uh, get us into a, a state of being that is conformed to the image of Jesus. He knows how. He knows exactly what we need, and he knows how to get the job done. And so, really, what I feel like. Um, even just really, you know, I, at the time of this recording, right, it's it's a little bit before Christmas. I'm not sure exactly when it's going to be released, but I, I really have a sense that the Lord is wanting us to slow things down a bit. And what I mean by that is to really take some time, to take some time to get the the, the instruction of what's next meaning get a really clear word from God about what is the next step of faith that he is asking you to take. Okay. Now I want to be very clear when I say what's next, I am specifically talking about a step of faith that God is asking you to take. Now, here's how you know that this is the conversation that you need to be having with the Lord, because whatever that step of faith is, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to put you into, I don't know what you might call a place where if God doesn't show up, oh my goodness, we're totally, you know, screwed. I don't know how else to say it <laughs> here on the live in, on the, in, in, in the moment, meaning that faith always feels foolish. Faith always doesn't necessarily, it doesn't make sense to the natural mind. It didn't make sense for Peter to step out of the boat and believe that he could walk on water. Number one, he'd never done it before. Number two, people don't walk on water up until that moment. He hadn't seen it. He had never done it. And so steps of faith are by design uncomfortable, right? Steps of faith require us to confront something. They require us to confront some kind of fear. They require us to confront some some stronghold or some giant in our lives. You know, it was uncomfortable for Moses to go and confront Pharaoh. It was uncomfortable for the Israelites to go into the, to the promised land, you know, and they had to hear from God, get the strategy and know what was next. He led them through the wilderness for 40 years mainly because of the unbelieving ones, um, really to just prove what was in their hearts. I mean, it was an 11 day journey. And um, here, you know, it took um, 40 years for them to get into the promised land. And so um, this, this step that God is asking you to take by design is not comfortable. Okay. And it isn't, it's, it's, it's designed to be that way. That's what faith is. You know what? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I mean, faith is this assurance. It's this title deed that says, I am going to uh, do something impossible through your life, but it's going to require that you trust me, require that you do something that I'm asking you to do that 
may not seem wise. I mean, it's wise in the eyes of God, but it is not wise in uh, your own understanding. You know, he uses the foolish things to confound the wise. I mean, you know, God's perspective is different from our perspective. You know, he he is not afraid of anything, right? Um, and so the question is, what is that step, right? What is that step that he's asking you to take that you think, oh my gosh, this makes no sense whatsoever. This is not a good financial decision. This is not a good, um, <clears throat> you know, whatever, uh, relational decision. I mean, for some of you, it's gonna look like confronting some unresolved things in relationships. For I mean, it's just, it's going to be a confrontation of fear. It's going to be a confrontation of unbelief. It's going to be a confrontation of things that you cannot take with you on your journey. You cannot be in that state of hesitancy <clears throat> or in that state of, of believing. You can't have that level of belief and faith at your ultimate destiny, right? <clears throat> and so the real question is, what is he asking you to do? And if, if we had a, <clears throat> excuse me, if we had like a, a raise your hand function here on the live, and I could see by a show of hands how many of you already know what that step looks like. I bet you there's quite a few that already know what that would be. Um, but for those of you that don't, I really want to encourage you with a couple of things to know how to discern what that might be. I mean, the first of all, the thing to help you discern what that might be is going to be in the desires of your heart, right? Um, it's funny how you can desire something but also be afraid of something at the same time. And <clears throat> for those of us that are delighting ourselves in the Lord, meaning that we are, you know, seeking first the kingdom, we are, we are, you know, just love the Lord. We're delighting ourselves in who the Lord is. Well, guess what? He gives us the desires of our hearts. I mean, we are one. And, and <clears throat> as long as that desire is not something that is just straight up ridiculous, like you're desiring someone's spouse or something, or you, you know, you're wanting to go down and steal something. I mean, that, those are obvious and I know that you love the Lord. And so that's not, those are not the desires in your heart, but we, we really do need to get used to the Lord asking us, what do you want me to do for you? Right? I mean, he came to the blind guy. He was obviously in need of healing of his eyes. And he says, what do you want me to do for you? And so what, what he was, he was asking for desire. Desire is a tree of life in the kingdom. Desire is a core motivator for the Lord. <clears throat> and so he's motivated by desire. He desires, uh, he desired us. That's why Jesus came because he loved the world. He desired for the world. He desired it. And so the first thing is to check in with your desires. The second thing is to check in with just your needs. Check in with the things that you need. Check in with, um, you know, if there is just an overwhelming need that you have. And if, if that's the case, then God's going to give you a step to take that is going to lead to the manifestation of that. Okay. Then thirdly, it's just spend some time, spend some time with the Lord, um, you know, pray in the spirit, pray for the interpretation of that and just ask the Lord what, <clears throat> what it is that he's asking you to do. Your circumstances <clears throat> are a big clue to that thing too, because he's leading you out of into a new level of freedom. He's leading you into a new level of of manifesting uh your inheritance in christ and so there was a scripture that i kind of was thinking about this morning and it was um 
you know, third John two, and it's the scripture that says, beloved, I pray above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And I was thinking about that. I don't know what exactly, except as I was kind of trying to prepare for today and wondering if, you know, where God was going to be going with that. I, I really feel like that's coming into the play right here because, you know, that prayer from the apostle, uh, John is a very powerful prayer. You know, it's saying, beloved, I pray that above all things that you prosper and be in health. And so the question is, what is that next step that leads you to the manifestation of soul prosperity that leads to the manifestation of greater prosperity and greater health? And it's a very simple thing because what I what I find that the Lord will do is he's going to open the door. He's going to open the door for an opportunity or open a door for something that is going to require you to take a step of faith. Uh, I have multiple, I have two opportunities right now in my own life that I'm sitting here thinking about of that I feel like the doors that, that God has opened that he's asking me to walk through. But you know what? They're uncomfortable doors. They're not doors that makes sense necessarily for me to be taking in, 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 in certain ways. And so that's the, that's the very, you know, that next thing is, is so important because once you've done that, guess what? The next thing is going to be revealed and you're going to be different after you've taken that step so that you'll even be able to hear what the next step is. And then you'll be, you'll be different after that step. And then you'll hear what the next step is, that this is a journey that we are on with the Lord. <clears throat> that is a step by step by step by step by step by step journey. The other thing that I really feel like is being impressed in my heart <clears throat> is that we have to show up. Part of, I think, of what this next step has to do is that it has to do with us getting our, our place in a place where we are not letting our past dictate our future. And what I mean by that is, is that we have to start from a place of a new beginning right? It, we can't bring into this next step of faith, you know, things from our past where maybe things hadn't worked out or, or, um, you know, bring up all of the, the reasons why that this is, you know, this is now not a, this is not a good, good step based upon things in our past. I feel like there's a clearing that is involved in, in this next step. In fact, some of maybe the next step is getting that clearing, because we have to show up like today is a new day. Today is a fresh start. Today is a new beginning. And guess what? So is tomorrow and so is the next day and so is the next day. And we have such a tendency to judge our future through the lens of our past. And we keep looking in the rearview mirror. Um, it, it's almost like as a way to keep from making the same mistakes. But the way God does things is that he starts from a place of all things are possible. He starts from a place like he did in Genesis chapter one, where I mean, the circumstances, you know, in the natural were a mess. Everything was dark. Everything was void. And then he just began in that place to create something new. And so this is a, 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 a place where God is going to begin to co-create something new right? Because new levels of soul prosperity, new levels of transformation, new levels of uh, belief, 
um, mean that you're you're clearing out the unbelief, you're clearing out the past, you're clearing out the things that you cannot take forward with you into the future. And so there's another part of this over the next, you know, I just feel like over this next time when we're getting quiet is number one, we're getting clear on what the next step is. And number two, we are giving ourselves permission to start fresh. And what that means is that we need to forgive. We need to forgive ourselves. We need to forgive others. We need to forgive anything and everything that is still in some way, it has an energetic hold on our life to the path past. And when I say an energetic hold, what I mean by that, it has an, it has a hook in our heart that is somehow connecting us back to the past rather than us being free to move forward. You know, I don't have a, a ton of time to teach right now about how everything is energy. I mean, everything is energy. And what I mean, you know, Albert Einstein said e equals MC squared, meaning that emotions are energy, the things we hold in our hearts, unforgiveness, all of these have frequencies. And I will tell you, the frequencies are important because there is a frequency of freedom. There's a frequency in the kingdom. There is a frequency of heaven. There's a frequency of love, joy, peace, the fruit of the spirit. Each, everything has a frequency. And if we are going to step into a greater manifestation of um, who we have been created to be in Christ and, and a greater manifestation of who we are from heaven's vantage point <clears throat> and a greater level of the identity that is required for us to fulfill our destiny, then we absolutely need to be vibrating at a higher frequency. We need to be at a new state of being and we need to release the things that are the residual um, baggage, the residual offense, the residual disappointment, the residual accusations or, or whatever all these things are that we have just accumulated you know, over the course of our lives up to this moment. I mean, I don't know about you, but it's amazing to me how sometimes I'll think I'm over something and then the Lord will bring it back or, you know, I'll be in a current circumstance and that thing will get triggered in my mind. And I'll, I'll next thing you know, I'm, I'm thinking about this or thinking about something from the past. And I will tell you, until those things get cleared, we are projecting them into our future. We're bringing them into our future and we're going to keep creating the same things we're going to keep cre keep creating the cycles of heartbreak the cycles of lack the cycles of bad health because at, at the core of our being as a man thinketh in his heart so is he that we haven't we haven't let go of those things and so I pray that I'm making sense about this, but because I kind of go into this whole discussion of how it works rather than just saying this, we have to let go. We have really got to complete some of the things from our past. And the problem with this is, is that a lot of times we don't even know that we're holding on to it. So, you know, when you sit down with the Lord and you start asking about what's next and you, you just, we really need to get into a space of forgiveness and Forgiveness isn't something that you do one time. Forgiveness is, is a lifestyle. And I will tell you, there are some things that we need to complete uh, coming into 2022. And for some of you, I bet some of these things are you're not even thinking about. Okay, but I, this is the one that's coming to my mind. Like, we need to forgive the government. Okay, we need to forgive <clears throat> whatever, you know, China for releasing the pandemic. 
right? We need to forgive. I mean, these are very like things that we walk around with every day, being upset about, complaining about, being offended with. We need to forgive, <clears throat> you know, the opposing political party, right? We need to forgive, uh, really, really forgive the church trauma that we have gone through and the people that have hurt us in church, right? We need to forgive, I don't know, former employers that things didn't go the way that we thought. I'm telling you guys, like we need to go into a cleansing stream of forgiveness. I mean, we are walking around with so much offense. I mean, I see it every day in the body of Christ. Jeez, just get on social media and watch the rants that people are doing, right? There's whatever we're ranting about is an offense. So if you're ranting about something, then we need to go ahead and for, let that go. Okay, then I also want to talk about this whole process of just getting to into a place of peace with yourself. Okay, sometimes the older we get, the more offense we have with ourselves that needs to be released. And what I mean by that is, is that we think we should be further along or we start, you know, just all of these things that start to come into our hearts as accusation and judgments against ourselves. So it is time before we move into the new year, we really need to operate from a place of clearing, from a place of a new beginning. And as we we take this, this step that God is asking us to, to take, this uncomfortable step that he's asking us to take, guess what? Part of that transformation is letting us um, heal. Honestly, heal from all of the ways that the offense has been affecting us. Because here's the thing about offense, guys. It's not hidden. I mean, it may be hidden in the fact that nobody else knows it, but those things show up. They show up in our body as physical uh, illnesses. They show up in our in our relationships as conflicts. I mean, it is. they show up in our emotional life as, as anger and uh, anxiety and depression. And so it is, it is time to go into a time of deep, deep cleansing in our emotions and in, in the, in the area of forgiveness. Why? Because we need to go into the new year with a fresh, clean slate. And so take the time, take the time. I mean, I know for me, that's exactly what I've been doing. I have been sitting down with my, me and my journal for hours, hours every single day because we need it, because we need that time with God. We need that time in the word of God. Remember the word of God washes us. The word of God cleanses us. The blood of Jesus cleanses us. I'm having, you know, incredible encounters with the Lord because, because of that. And, you know, it, it, this isn't about, what do I want to say? This is about this isn't about sitting down and, and writing goals out. It's not about um, New Year's resolutions. You know, it, it's not about that. It's 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 about it's about getting free, right? It's about being uh, conformed to the image of love. It's about manifesting uh, the kingdom of heaven on earth. And it's about moving everything out of the way that is hindering that from happening in your life. And that is what mind renewal is. That's what transformation is. That's what uh, repentance is. That's what <clears throat> soul prosperity is. And so I really have a sense that a lot of you are being asked to take steps that are going to be a catalyst for that process. They're going to be a catalyst for 
a new level of soul prosperity, a new level of transformation, a new level of understanding how manifestation works, a new level of intimacy with God, a new level of uh, healthy self acceptance and love. I mean, you know, there's there's a there's a wholeness that God is working in our lives. <clears throat> because wholeness is not just about our own peace of mind. It's absolutely about our own peace of mind, but it's also about everything that, that Jesus is, right? It means wholeness in our finances, wholeness in our relationships, wholeness in uh, our, our physical health. I mean, and it, it doesn't make sense to go after a destiny, whatever that is, without I mean, wholeness is absolutely a part of the process of getting us there. Of course, our destiny manifesting is a part of, 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 of uh, experiencing wholeness. And so, you know, this inner work, I mean, a lot of times people don't want to do the inner work, right? They just want the stuff. They just want the promises. They just want uh, the breakthrough, right? And every level of wholeness and every level of transfiguration and every level of transformation and it, it is an inner transformation first, right? Uh, our hearts are where everything flows, right? If you want to, if you want to look at the fruit on the tree, then you, you got to look at what's inside, right? We are in the inside out business. We're not in the outside in business. And, so this step that God is asking you to take is really about um, confronting things in our hearts. He's doing the work, though. You know, it's not about us confronting. It's about him bringing to the surface and and changing us. Right. Um, he is the perfecter of everything that concerns us. He knows how to get the job done. And, and the step of faith is really just the activity that brings you into a new experience, right? When Peter got out of the boat, it, it was a confrontation with in him of, you know, the natural realm and the impossible. And, you know, remember when he, when he got his eyes off of Jesus and he started looking at the storm, he began to sink. And it was, you know, when he sank, it was because he, his perception shifted. And so there was this, this confrontation within Peter when he stepped out on that water that was he going to, did he have the mindset to walk on water? Did he have the identity to walk on water? Did he have uh, the same uh, faith that Jesus did to walk on water? And it wasn't until he took that step that really what was in his heart actually came to the surface. And so it's, it's, it's not always a, I don't know what I want to say. Like, maybe this isn't the raw, raw word that, that everybody wants to hear, but honestly, I'm tired of raw, raw words. I'm tired of us acting like there's something else to do besides receive what's already been done. I, I'm tired of us hearing, you know, like God's doing something new rather than no, you just need to believe in what he's already done. You know, this isn't about some new thing that God is going to give you. It's about you coming into agreement with what he's already given you. And it's about moving unbelief out of the way so that we can manifest the fullness of what Jesus has accomplished as us, in us, for us on the cross. And so, of course, it makes sense that this next step that he's going to be taking us into is moving things out of the way that is going to allow us to 
manifest the kingdom at a greater level and then take the next step that's going to do that and then take the next step that's going to do that. I mean, he is moving things out of our lives that we cannot take with us into the future. Um, now, there is a little piece of this that I feel like I maybe want to wrap up with today, and it has to do with um, as you're taking these steps of faith, I feel like God is going to um, also give you a vision. And what I mean by that is if you don't have a vision for what your future looks like, if you don't have that word of you are the father of a nation or you're a mighty man of valor or Peter, you're the rock, right? I mean, if you don't have a vision of how God sees you um, and how different that is from how you see yourself, well, then, you know, I really encourage you and maybe we'll put this on the, 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 um, on the podcast and on the blog is I'll post up a, you know, a quick list of scriptures of who you are in Christ, because we have to, I feel like what God is saying is, is that our true identity is ultimately what he's, he's, what he's calling us to experience and who we are in Christ is holy and, and healed and, and rich and, and, and free and um, peaceful and uh, blameless and innocent. Um, and we have all of these, these things, uh, these, these, these beautiful, beautiful identity words of who we are in Christ. And we need to have a vision of, of who, of our true selves, you know? And so it, it goes beyond being the father of a nation or, or beyond who we're called to be. It goes into the, the core of our identity. And I, I just feel like it's, it's so important that you recognize that that is ultimately the process, right? That here's how we see ourselves today. Here's who we are in Christ. And this journey that he has us on is to get in agreement with our true identity. Why? Because it, we have to operate out of our true identity if we're going to fulfill our destiny. And so seeing ourselves correctly is really important. And so there's really, I guess, three keys to, to what or three things that God is highlighting today is that there's a step of faith that he's asking you to take that's going to be uncomfortable, probably doesn't make sense, that's going to confront some things in your heart and in your life. And we need to know what that next step is. We don't need to know step 20. We just need to know what the next step is. The second, and, and recognize that it's it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be, it, it may be scary, but we still need to do it. Okay. Secondly, we need to, we really need to start from a new beginning coming into this new year. We need to complete the past. We need to go through and forgive everybody, including the things that we just take for granted to complain about, like the government, like China and this virus, like the opposing political party, like uh, the church people that have hurt us, right? In, in former fellowships or whatever we've gone through in church, like the things that really we're holding on to, the things that really, um, some of us have been holding on for, for years. It's time to let them go. We need to come into the new year with a fresh start, with a clean slate, and with a heart that is not offended. Okay. And then the last piece um, that I just stated is, is that we need to get a vision. We need to get a vision of who we really are and recognize that every step that we're taking is leading into a fuller, more uh, powerful manifestation of our true identity. Uh, he is He is absolutely going to uh, crucify uh, that self-image 
that no longer exists except in our own minds. He, because obviously it's been crucified with Christ from his perspective, but many, for many of us, it's, it's still alive and well in our own self image. And there's going to be a crucifixion of that identity because you can't be an old man and a new man at the same time. You can't be unrighteous and have a terrible relationship with yourself and be innocent at the same time. You can't live under condemnation and guilt and be um, acquitted at the same time. You are new creation. And, and there is a process that God is taking us in to that is going to prove to us that, that, that he, we are who he says we are and that we're going to have to agree with it if we're going to fulfill our destiny. So, oh my goodness, kind of a, a deep little, uh, prophetic word about coming into the new year. But when I say deep, I just mean, you know, it's not maybe the normal, you know, God is doing this, God is doing that. I mean, this is really about sonship. This is really about dependency. This is really about uh, Christ living in us and through us. And every step that he calls us to make um, is leading to massive transformation in our lives. That when we we depend on him, even when the things come up, even when we step out of the boat and, oh my gosh, we begin to sink because we have unbelief in our heart. We have a wrong identity in our, in our heart. Well, guess what? Jesus is right there because he's, he is not just throwing us out into the boat so that we drown. He's, he's leading us step by step that as those things come up in our hearts, as those things that need to be uh, left behind uh, come up in our hearts, it, that transformation happens in relationship with him as we take those steps of faith. So God bless you guys. Um, if you're listening to this before Christmas, very Merry, Merry Christmas. If you're listening to this before New Year's, Happy New Year. And if you're listening to it after 2022 has begun, well, then I just say it's not too late. It's not, it's never too late to get back into that place of faith. It's never too late to give yourself a clean slate and get with the father and be like, okay, what is that next kind of scary faith step that you're asking me to take that causes me to lose control, that causes me to depend on you? What is it that you're asking me to do? It's never, never a bad time to forgive. And it's never a time, a bad time to reestablish and, and, uh, get your eyes on to the true identity of who you're uh, being transfigured into, right? Of, of, of what is being uncovered as you go through this process. So God bless you guys. Um, much, much love and big hugs. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is in part made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalise.com where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose he created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training, where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.